the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. One reason that I took off yesterday, aside from the belief that everybody has, that you have to take some days off, is I spoke to my grandchild's fifth grade class, 10-year-olds. He's in Miami, and they had me speak to them. I was on a big monitor, a big screen in the classroom. They were all wearing masks and socially distancing, but they were in class. And it, it's, it's, it's sort of surreal, the whole thing. And I want to tell you something you'll, I, I know you'll find of interest. So I have given literally thousands of lectures. That, my friends, is a lot of lectures. And people ask me, are you, are you nervous before you speak? Often it's to a thousand people. And I'm not, but my body or my mind is aware that I, I have to be ready. It's like, is a baseball player nervous every time he gets up to the plate? No, but is he, I assume no, unless he thinks the pitcher is aiming for his head. And he, uh, but... His body gets ready for it, but the the only point I wish to make is, while I wasn't nervous, I was concerned. <laughs> How do you keep a classroom of 10-year-olds interested? My friends, that is up there with mm, swimming the English Channel. <laughs> Not keeping, let me continue, keeping a classroom of 10-year-olds interested on screen, not live, and while they're wearing masks. Anyway, I had to do, I had to make this, uh, I had to achieve this accomplishment for 25 minutes. The teachers afterwards who were present did say, it was amazing how quiet they were. To which my immediate response in my brain was, <laughs> they were just tuned out. <laughs> I, I didn't assume it was the silence of attention. <laughs> anyway, I am here to report to you what what I do when I speak to very young or even not even very young, when I speak to high school students as well. If I have one message to young people, and 10, year, 10 years old is young, it is that they cannot follow their feelings, that they cannot follow their heart. 
And that was my message to them. I think they understood it because I used the dog stranger analogy. Every kid who had a, a dog voted to save the dog before the stranger. Everyone. I think there was there might have been one. It wasn't clear because of Zoom. There might have been one holdout. There was one holdout. You know the question I ask if you're which is easily done in Miami Beach, you know, if you're walking on the beach. You know, when I ask this question in Kentucky, it's uh, it's not quite as vivid. Most kids don't relate to a beach in Kentucky. Nevertheless, they do there. You're walking along the beach, you note all of a sudden your dog has run into the ocean and he is drowning and 30 feet away a human being is drowning which do you try to say which do you try to say first i know that you'll try to say both i've been asking this question since my 20s same response most don't save the stranger and i i told them you know it's it's a, a bit bizarre i said you, I assume you all eat meat. I mean, there might have been a vegetarian, but it's irrelevant to the vote. You eat meat. Do you eat people? Why, why wouldn't you eat a dead person if you eat a dead animal? I'm not saying kill a person to eat them. Just they're dead. Why not? I, I, by the way, I never said that before. I never used that example to drive home the point that humans are infinitely more precious than animals, and I am a very keen advocate of treating animals humanely. But they're not our equals. Will history judge me to be unworthy of a statue? Tongue-in-cheek. Nevertheless, unworthy of a statue? Because I was a meat eater? Should society one day become vegetarian? I assume so. Well, anyway, I don't know if I got the cross, but the teachers were happy, which is a credit to the teachers. It was a religious school. I remember asking this question at the Nixon Library, or telling the question. I didn't ask it of the audience. And there were students, this was a Jewish school yesterday, this was a a Christian school, was at my Nixon Library speech, and the teacher came over with his students, who my recollection is may not have been much more than 10 either, said they they basically all voted for uh, for saving their dog. And And he, to his credit, was distressed. My My response to all of this is, I, I'm a big, big fan of religious schools that actually teach their religion. Not, not all do. Some religious schools are as woke as secular schools, meaning their they their religion is leftism, not Christianity or Judaism. But even where their religion is Christianity or Judaism, how much do they teach? that relates to the present-day crises. That's always bothered me. 
if a, if a child at a, at a Christian or Jewish school does not know that you save a stranger before your dog, that you can't follow your heart. I told these Jewish students, you know, that observant Jews three times a day say the paragraph from Deuteronomy, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and so on, and do not follow your heart or your eyes. It's a command that that Jews and Christians take very seriously. But do they take it very seriously? I mean, they take it seriously when you tell them that. But do they... Do they transport these items from generation to generation? You can't follow your heart. That's that's right. The heart makes us human, but you can't follow the heart. Anyway, that is uh, one reason that I was not here. And I have I, I have enough stories. For to do a marathon Dennis Prager show. I wonder if it would be, you know, be a kick one day for me to say to Salem Radio, just keep me on for nine hours. See if I can do it. You know, I'll be fed intravenously. Uh, we will take commercial breaks, so I, I'll be fine in that arena. But I, I, I believe, and no guests, no no guests, no calls. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is the living martyr is smiling, which is in and of itself a, a momentous occasion. But I'm thinking, would it appeal to him as a martyr to be with me all nine hours? Would you stay with me all nine hours? Sure. I, You know, he's special. I'm not joking. He is special. Maybe one, uh, either Ultimate Issues Hour or Happiness Hour, I'd like you to tell people what you decided in college to get ahead in life. I have to believe it would touch a lot of uh, people. You, you up for that? Sure. Okay, great. I think we'll do it. I'm Dennis Prager. What was that? I only have 30 seconds. Now I have 20. Look, make up your mind, man. All right, we will be back in a moment. I do have... <laughs> it, the stories come from a, a an Orwellian world that we now inhabit. I'm Dennis Prager, back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first, but because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 
Let there be no doubt, big tech and the far left have joined forces to purge America of conservative views. So why exactly are we choosing to give big tech companies all of our personal data? The battle lines have been drawn. Big tech has made it clear which side they're on. Now is the time to take a stance. Protect your personal data from big tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection, ExpressVPN. Every device, whether you're on your phone, laptop, or TV, has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search for things, watch videos, or even click a link. Big tech companies can use that IP to track your activity and tie it back to you. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use. Visit expressvpn.com dash Prager, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Prager to get three extra months free, expressvpn.com slash Prager. I want to remind you, or actually, I'm not reminding you. I'm, I'm announcing for the first time that I... Now, do you realize that half of what we now talk about would have been incomprehensible? Incomprehensible, not, a, not even objectionable, incomprehensible 10 years ago. How's this? Ready? Coca-Cola uses anti-racist training that tells employees try to be less white. So I, I, this is a difficult moment for me, but I, I have to say that of the three of us, this is really dedicated to Sean. Sean, there's great love and admiration here for you, but you were too white. I, I'm, I, I, somebody should tell you, and it should be somebody whom you trust. You, not, oh, you can't do anything about it. Oh, you're playing into their hands. This is what it means. Are you ready? This is what Coca-Cola. Oh, they had a training video by a woman who, Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo should be one of the greatest believers in God living because God splitting the sea for the Israelites doesn't compare to her success in terms of the miraculous she is up there with walking on water with 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 loaves in into uh into wine with uh, uh, uh with the 10 plagues oh man uh, well what does that have to do with anything Oh, the uh, the miracle worker with Helen Keller. Yes, that's true, but it's it's not it's not the same thing. So there's a training video by this woman, author of the book White Fragility, and it's titled "Confronting Racism." Ready? In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. Research shows, don't you love that? Research shows. It means what you're about to hear is, is usually drivel. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand it is better to be white. That's really amazing. What? Now, wait. Here's a question. What if the kid grows up only with whites? The kid is in rural Idaho. 
better than whom? Who, who's he better than? All I could tell you is my, my older son, when I asked him what he wants to be when he grows up, he was about seven. He said black. <laughs> he did. And he wasn't kidding because all his heroes were black. He had, you know, the, the room was filled with uh, Laker, fo- Laker photos. If I really do believe, had you asked my, my uh, sons, and certainly I could speak for the older one in this case, do, do you feel that you are better than others because you're white? A, they would have said, huh? Which is the proper answer, by the way. The proper answer to that question is, what? Huh? Okay. So uh, th- this, is, uh, this is remarkable. Employees are told in the what you can do section that to be less white, one can. Ready? One, be less oppressive. Less oppressive. Do you know what one of the genius things of the left is? They never give examples. They In the U.S. is systemically racist. Give me an example of the systematic racism in the United States today. Be less arrogant. Be less certain. Including about math. You're certain that two of the... By the way, isn't she certain? Barbara D'Angelo is not certain? Robin D'Angelo? Oh, don't mention Barbara. I don't even want to get to. Robin D'Angelo is not certain? Then why does she speak with such certitude? Be less defensive. Meaning, if somebody says, hey, you know, you, you may act perfectly decently toward non-whites, but uh, you're a racist. Incidentally, the entire thing is fraudulent, morally fraudulent. I have a very good background in moral thought. So let me explain something. Are you a racist? Let's say you have racist thoughts. Okay, let's say you do. But you never act on them. So what? I'll give you an example. From the Ten Commandments, uh, let's say uh, you have uh, you're married and you have uh, adulterous thoughts. Now I know that some Christians will say that that Christ in Matthew was saying that if you look at another woman uh, with uh, with lust, it is if you've committed uh, adultery with your heart. I I understand that, and I'm I I. I I have talked to scholars of New New Testament Greek, and I believe that that is not exactly what he said. Nevertheless, I'm not. I'm putting religion aside. Anyway, no Christian really believes it's the same thing, and neither did, neither did Jesus. He said, "With your heart, adultery with your heart is not the same as adultery with another organ." So. Uh, it's irrelevant from my my understanding of morality, okay? It is irrelevant what you think. As I've said, I said it last week. I don't care if you don't like Jews, and I'm a Jew. I don't care. I care how you treat Jews. In, in this fascinating, fascinating video, I should put it up just to inspire people. 
of non-Jews who rescued Jews in the Holocaust. There was one story of a woman who, who really didn't like Jews and risked her life to save them. She said, I don't, I don't like Jews. I, don't, I think they should leave the country, but I don't think they should be murdered. She risked her life to save them. An anti-Semite. That we do. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here, and the aforementioned Jill Simonian is on the line who gives this wonderful course this week. Congratulations, Jill, on the course. Though, Hi, Dennis. Thank you. You're welcome. I, the though was, though all of our achievements are just part of the battle to stem the decline of America, which is obviously taking place at an incredibly quick pace. So you, you deal with uh, parents and teachers. Let me have let me get your reaction to my v- view that if people can, and by the way, if you differ, uh, it's totally okay. I really want to reassure you this of this. Okay. So I, I believe if people can, in most cases, unless their child is at a a responsible school that they homeschool their child. Is, is, is that, A, is that good advice and or legitimate advice, and B, is it practical? Well, first of all, I definitely think it's legitimate advice. And I'll tell you, my kids are in what has been known to be an excellent, top-notch public school district. Uh, lately, though, I'm going to be brutally honest, I myself, against all odds, have been thinking every single day about whether or not I need to pull my kids out now to homeschool them. And that's something that, as you know, a parent whose mother, grandmother, and sister, sister all were teachers, wonderful teachers in our school system, I have been a fervent believer in public schools or private schools, if that's what you choose, but I am now thinking that, wow, we're in a different age, homeschooling might be the way to go. What happened at your child's school that made you start thinking in this this direction? Well, you know, it's interesting. The hidden blessing of these lockdowns, uh, I have not been a fan of the lockdowns at all. If anyone follows me on social media, you will see that I have not been a fan of these lockdowns. But with these lockdowns, I got a window into my child's class. Uh, both of my, you know, both of my uh, children are in elementary school, and I got very alarming windows into their classrooms in terms of what was being taught and celebrated and what was not being taught and celebrated. And I'll tell you, one of the things that happened in August at the very beginning of the school year that alarmed me was that one of my daughter's teachers was not saying the Pledge of Allegiance in class. I had one child who was standing up in front of her computer saying it, and the other child who was not. And that was the first hint of, oh, wait a second, what's going on? So as a parent uh, who feels very strongly about our American values and unifying as Americans, no matter what, you know, diverse background we come from, I and my daughter both asked, hey, how come we're not saying the Pledge of Allegiance as a class for the purposes of unity amidst this distance learning disaster? And it was a very contentious conversation. In the end, the teachers started saying the Pledge of Allegiance to, you know, continue with the rest of the class throughout the year. 
But that was the first thing that happened. And I also noticed, you know, various parts of history weren't being taught. When 9-11 came around, there was a very minimal, uh, I call it gray area blob of a lesson that was discussed. And there wasn't a proper history lesson. So things like that started turning me on and getting me to notice what is happening in our schools. I, I, I'm quiet because I'm assimilating this into my mind. So would you say now, I've no, maybe you have no idea as well, in the public schools of the United States, what, what percentage of classes do you think or schools say the pledge? That I don't know, and it's a great question. And uh, quite frankly, I've never thought of the percentage. I do know from you know, word of mouth, Talking to different parents, especially in our new program here at PragerU, our PrEP program, um, uh, Resources for Educators and Parents, a lot of discussion has been happening in our private Facebook group that we have when you become a member. And the majority of those parents in our private Facebook group have been saying that the Pledge of Allegiance stops once the child goes to middle school, which... I find to be very sad because middle school is a very important time when, you know, obviously our elementary school children start formulating their own opinions and becoming more aware of the world around them, and and they're very impressionable. But that is the consensus that I've learned from the current discussion in our group. I'm speaking to Jill Simonian, whose video is this up this week at PragerU. We'll continue in a moment. Welcome back, Dennis Prager, or welcome to, I hope it's welcome back, my program and the woman who is the director of outreach for the PragerU Resources for Educators and Parents and who does this week's video at PragerU.com, What Are Your Kids Learning in School, is my guest Jill Simonian. So we were talking about the pledge, and and you're talking. I mean, everything you say is so important. The the middle school years and their significance, and dropping the pledge in many cases. So, uh, where do you live? If I may, you don't have to give me your address, but what city? <laughs> you want to visit? I live in um, I live in a small suburb outside of Los Angeles. Okay. So L A. I mean. I'm shocked that there's any pledging of allegiance in in the Los Angeles Unified School District. Right. I mean, we are thankful for the, the you know the 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 teachers that share our pro America values that are doing it in their class. Uh, you know, and 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 I said the you know I cited the pledge of allegiance in our earlier conversation because that's where I'm at now with my elementary school kids. But when I start to learn about what many of the middle school and junior high kids in public and private schools are being taught now. It's uh, very divisive. It's very uh, selective history. The history that uh, you and I were taught in school is no longer valid because every most, I'll, I'll say this, I don't want to make too many generalizations, but generalizations, but most Everything now, especially in Los Angeles schools, public and private, is taught through this lens of, quote, unquote, uh, white supremacy, meaning that every teacher, for instance, many teachers are 
trying to abandon studying Shakespeare because they say that Shakespeare promotes white supremacy. Many teachers um, are, you know, trying to overhaul their history curriculum that they're providing in schools to reflect debunked myths like the 1619 Project, where America was not founded, you know, where it says America was not founded on freedom, but we were instead founded when the first slave ship, slave ship arrived in Jamestown in 1619. So we're seeing this very dangerous uh, revision of history being, not based on facts, being injected into many of our public and private schools. So what, so, are, you, what are you doing with PrEP? The, the resources for educators and parents with PragerU. What do you do? What does that mean? Right. So PrEP has two purposes. One is to form an army, if you will, of like-minded parents, kindred spirits with pro-American positive celebration of our all of our values so we can support each other and be able to give each other courage to speak up in our own schools and push back on some of this leftist, uh, injections into our education. And then the second purpose, which is more the more, I would say, uh, the most fun, is creating uh, educational and entertaining video content for kindergartners through 12th graders. We have uh, a variety of different shows that we are producing right now for when you become a member of PrEP for your kids to watch. Uh, we're doing a story time with, uh, your favorite dog, Otto. We have a, you know, we have a, 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 a we have an Otto character in our story time for kindergartners. We have a series of magazines that are being produced for third through fifth graders, hiding, uh, highlighting very important American figures, um, in history. We have different, uh, you know, five minute videos that are being rehashed and repurposed for the younger set to be able to uh, to digest, um, you know, if you're in junior high or high school, so that they can learn our history um, in a very fun way that is not being taught in their schools. Uh, we're providing resources for parents to depend on to give their kids uh, a positive celebratory experience for being raised with American values because they're not getting it in many schools. And how do people get in touch with you? So you can go to PragerU.com slash PrEP, P-R-E-P, and you can become a member there. And um, right now our membership, it's, it's really remarkable and exciting because we've only, we've launched, uh, we launched just a few months ago and we're just getting started. Uh, like I said, we're creating this army of like-minded parents to give each other courage uh, for, you know, our schools and communities. And um and you can become a member there. And we're uh, we're 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 starting this movement together. PragerU.com slash prep. Yes. Okay, I'm going to keep uh, checking in uh, with you because I, I can't think of more important work in America right now. It is important work. Well, thank you for what you're doing, Jill Simonian. Thank you, Dennis Prager here. My my basically my whole life I have said I it it was so much easier to raise my generation than it is to raise the current. So this is not new, but it's worse. You sent your kid off to school, and you just knew they were reinforced with fundamental American values, fairness. What what is it? Truth, justice, and the American way—the motto of Superman. That's what they were taught. That's what I was. Well, I went to a, a religious school, so it's not uh, 
not fairly use it. Even if you're not religious, you should put your kids in a religious school. It can't hurt them, right? It can't hurt them. Secular school can hurt them. Just, that's a fact. It's not, it's not an opinion. Unless you believe that it doesn't hurt them to learn that uh, men give birth or that they are all racist if they're white. I read to you what Coca-Cola is doing. This is a whistleblower report the Federalist put out showing videos with Robin D'Angelo telling the whites you're all racist. But we're divisive. Trump was divisive. Okay, all Dennis Prager here. Temple City, California. David, hello. Yeah, hi, Dennis. Yes, sir. Yeah, hi. I listen to you all the time when I work and stuff, so it's great to get through to you. Thank you. My question is, how the heck is a white person supposed to act? I'm 68 years old. I've worked in the service industry, uh, retail, um, you name it. Names uh, a restaurant at one point in my life. And I never treated anybody any different. Well, you're a racist no for doing that. The left. I know you. You, my friend, have asked the question. That's right. The truth is that the 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 whole thing is a charade. It's a fraud. There is no systemic white racism. The vast majority of whites are not racist. The vast majority of whites do not believe that inherently white is superior. Hitler was white, Stalin was white, Lenin was white. Uh, I mean, the idea is just preposterous. There are great whites and lousy whites. There are great blacks and lousy blacks, et cetera, et cetera. That's the human condition. But these people are are are, are, are children. They have some make-believe view of the world that they then call real. They don't care how you act. They don't care. The very fact that you're white makes you racist. You could be the most noble white on earth. It doesn't matter to the left. They don't give a damn about personal nobility in any event. By the way, the, the reason the whole thing is made up is things are so good in America in reality that they have to make up things to battle. People like D'Angelo, these are empty people. There's nothing inside. And so they have to fill the hole created by boredom, wealth, and secularism. That's That's a lethal combination. Boredom, secularism, affluence, secularism, as you will, and, uh, and boredom. The human being must fill the hole of meaning. I need a purpose. The left has created a purpose out of whole cloth. Fight racism in America. The least racist multicultural, excuse me, multi-ethnic country in human history. This is what they do. So they don't care how you act. All of this is only hurting blacks. That's all it is. Telling human beings, telling all of the members of a society that one group is different from all others hurts them. 